Audioversity, the voice of Reichman University. Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. Go. Welcome back to Film Fanatics, where we talk about the movies that have us obsessed, excited, and inspired. I'm Alan. And I'm Gal. This week saw the release of Marvel's craziest show and movie yet, because we're reviewing Moon Knight and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, let's start with the news. I'll let you start with this one because you're way more excited about the first thing we're going to talk about than I ever will be. So take it away. Avatar 2. The trailers dropped online. Avatar The Way of Water. which We talked about how the title is kind of iffy. But the trailer first came out during Doctor Strange. And when I realized what it was, it looks amazing. Like visually, it looks dope. And I'm a big fan of the first movie. Alan's not, I guess. Yeah, the first movie never really connected with me that much. Maybe when I first saw it, I was I was slightly younger, so like, I was like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. But like, upon a second viewing, it wasn't that great for me. Uh, and yeah, and this trailer is just kind of really freaking boring. Uh, nothing happens. Cause the it. movie's eight months away. Still, like, there's not there's like one dialogue they didn't give uh, uh, Zoe Saldana even a fucking line. Like, it's the trailer, bro. Like, it's not supposed to be spoiler after spoiler. Yeah, but it's also not sup- supposed to be a fucking snooze fest of images. James Cameron has been working on this for a while, so it better it better deliver. And I mean, the fact that he's finally releasing another movie, let alone it being Avatar finally coming out, I'm very excited. Yeah, it looks. I'm not saying it doesn't look great, but like, I got the same amount of emotion of than watching a fucking documentary. The second trailer, way, way better. Uh, don't worry, darling. Uh, directed by Olivia Wilde. Uh, this looks great. Like, this looks incredible. I mean, this is her second movie after Booksmart, which is an awesome, fun, hilarious movie. And it's starring uh, Academy Award nominee Florence Pugh and renowned actor Harry Styles. Uh, well, to be fair, he was in Dunkirk. I'm sure he'll be good here. But yeah, like some of the imagery in this trailer looks like reminiscent of like Jordan Peele movies or even like The Shining. Yeah, like, it looked pretty great. Appar- according to Olivia Wilde, it's inspired by The Matrix, Inception, and The Truman Show. If that's not saying this is going to be fantastic, I don't know what is. Yeah. Also, it looks like Chris Pine is playing the villain here, which is also it's like fun. a cult leader or something. So uh, yeah, it's coming out in on September, end of September. I will be there. Um, amazing. I'll be there too. I don't trust him. And I don't want to be here anymore. Our next trailer review is one that I just watched right before recording this. It's Weird the Al Yankovic Story. With Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic or Yankovic, I'm a big fan of his, and I still don't know how to pronounce his last name. This is this is a really cool idea, and let alone Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al. The one sad thing about this is not everyone's gonna be able to watch it because it's Roku. Oh, you're right. But can I mention Evan Rachel Wood is gonna be in this movie, playing Madonna, which I think is gonna be crazy. 
first of all, every time I see Evan Rachel Wood on the cast list of a movie, that makes me happy because I'm a big fan of hers. After uh, after seeing Westworld, yeah, this is. I feel like this is gonna be really good. This trailer was really good, and like all the parody songs that Weird Al has released, seeing like them put that on in a movie. I love Weird Al Yankovic songs, so as soon as like like a surgeon came on, I was excited. He's like go to when you're bored on YouTube. He's great. Like a surgeon. Netflix confirmed uh, a release date for one of their biggest movies of the year and the most expensive movie they've ever made. They keep topping that, to be fair, every three months. <laughs> no, but like this was this was talked about for a while as their most expensive project. It's uh, it's called The Gray Man. It's directed by the Russo brothers, who directed a couple indie movies a few years back. Um, yeah, of course, they're coming from the Avengers movies to... To be uh, fair, Cherry was kind of... Cherry was really bad. I hated it. Um, but hopefully this will this will set it set them back to the end game days. Hopefully, but the cast is great here. It's got Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, Jessica Henwick, Reggae Jean Page, Alfre Woodard, and more. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I hope it has the the Russo type comedy that they got from like you know directing community and all that. I do um, want to say that like with like a big 200 million action movie. I think like they should start releasing some of these in theaters for like a month. I think that's more of a release sort of thing versus the movie. But I think this should have been the movie to start that. I agree with you, especially because Netflix is in deep shit right now. <laughs> and they just oh, yeah. lost like billions of dollars or something like that. That is something that they should do. Maybe if the theaters are... The theaters are a little better now. They're allowing like 45-day windows maybe netflix could find a way to do like a 30 day type thing and do like a wide release not a limited one yeah exactly for like 30 to 40 days i feel like that would be better for everyone they started doing that with like red notice and don't look up and a couple others but it's only a week before and it's also limited i'm talking about like a big wide release because this movie could be a wide release no problem if it was any other studio i already don't like you Right back at you, sunshine. Hey, awesome. So, 15th of July in theaters, 22nd on Netflix. Let's talk about something that I've been dying to talk to someone about (laughs) for a while. Because, unfortunately, not a lot of people I know saw this. Uh, Let's talk about Moon Knight. Starring Oscar Isaac as both Stephen Grant and Mark Spector. And, of course, Moon Knight and Mr. Knight. Uh, Ethan Hawke as the villain Arthur Harrow and amazingly F. Murray Abraham as the voice of the of the Egyptian god I was kind of surprised when I read that let's first talk about that because I was surprised when I read that in the credits and he sounded insanely good in this show the Khonshu is such a savage in in this show can we just talk about how he's like dick I love him he's He's great (laughs) he like enjoys toying with mark and steven so much yeah he's a dick and he like but he's one of those dicks that like enjoys being a dick (laughs) yeah and it's amazing because he's like this thousand year old god who's just fucking with people he's basically (laughs) venom but better 
Oh, way better. <laughs> and he looks so good. I love his character design. And I love the way they frame the shots, like the different characters transforming in between one another or when Khonshu enters the shot to talk to him in his head, but no one else can actually see him besides Moon Knight. Yeah, especially in the beginning when like he kind of looks like an uh, like a hallucination, like in the first couple of episodes. Uh, like we're not sure if he's really there or not, and like he that's looks what I mean. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Since we're talking about uh, characters and actors, let's start with the best one, shall we? Oscar Isaac was phenomenal in the show. Episode five, in my opinion, should guarantee him an Emmy win for best actor in a limited series. Someone had wait, okay. Opinions. Wait, limited or is it drama series? Right now, because drama series, cons- he's losing to Succession, for sure. yes, or Ozark. I don't know. But it's considered limited right now, like on uh-huh. IMDb and stuff. And I have a feeling they might not announce a season two until the Emmys come out, so they can guarantee those wins. Anyway, he deserves it, even for act for best actor in a drama series. I don't care. Give it to him. I don't care. This is a superhero show. Superhero shows are great now. <laughs> this man did some of the best acting I've seen in a long time. He really gives it 110%. He's first of all really funny when he's Steven. And the transformations he nails so well. But then he, in one of the episodes, he gets really vulnerable. And he shows it. And I don't think we've seen that a lot with Marvel superheroes or leads. Maybe like... A little bit with uh, with Chris Pratt or I don't know, like the way Iron he, Man had a couple of like scenes. Yeah, for sure. But like the way he just shows how much like how much like pain he had and openly I felt uh, Oscar Isaac did that amazingly. Uh, yeah, that's that's the scene that I was talking about on episode five. Your heart breaks for him. And like it's just his acting It's nothing else. Bro, I almost tried a tear in that scene. And right. I'm like not easy with movies and crying. And again, then this all goes down to his acting. He's a fantastic actor, and he finally has a good superhero role because not his fault, but the other Egyptian god he played was horrible. Hello and welcome to staying awake. I have a sleeping disorder. I can't tell the difference between my waking life. Also, Ethan Hawke, because I guess I'm always very anxious with MCU villains, and this is something that could have easily come off as either corny or really entertaining because he leans into like the menacingness. I liked him a lot. Yeah, he was great. Uh, no complaints about him. He is like a cult leader. Like it felt like he could be like one of those like disgusting cult leaders from real life, like a, exactly. like a Jim Jones, Charles Manson kind of character. Exactly. Like the whole thing about Moon Knight is that like Egyptian gods have avatars to like do their bidding for them on Earth, and uh, Moon Knight is of course uh, Khonshu's avatar, uh, the god played by F. Murray Abraham, and um, Arthur Harrow played by Ethan Hawke is the avatar from uh, what's her name? Um, Ahmed. Ahmed, the goddess of judgment or something like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> death, I don't know. And uh, yeah, so like, he, it's it's pretty good. It's chaos in here. Embrace the chaos. 
it kind of manages to be both dark mind games but also like mcu fun and uh and like uncharted indiana jones adventures the next scene like they nailed it yeah i i agree it's very good um also i want to shout out may kalamaui as a uh, leila um again this could have so easily been another like one-off romantic interest in the mcu type thing but she's a great actress she proved it in like some key points here like i think on yeah. episode four she had a great scene she's um, basically like with ethan with ethan hawk i think and it was like man you you act you're acting your heart out right now i did have an issue that i'm having with most mcu uh disney plus content oh yeah the finale was really um, rushed we watched it together yeah i don't understand uh why are some of the episodes so small on disney plus like we were talking about that was a problem in mandalorian season one as well like this is a streaming show you don't have to fit everything in 40 minutes you can go a little over to like flush things out a little bit better it's not anything with the actual scenes even but we we talked about like it looked like they cut some things out exactly or it, it felt so abrupt when it ended and then only after the post credit scene i felt some closure exactly so it was it was just weird how they paced that last episode but up until then it was my favorite of the mcu shows yeah i feel like it I don't know if it tops WandaVision for me, but uh, it's definitely at least second. Let's get on with the movie side of the MCU. We went to see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness on opening night. It's as exciting as it sounds. How was your experience, Gal? It was great, except for the audience. I hated they were, the audience. Yeah. Like, can we talk about the audience for a little bit first? Yeah, we can. Like, um, Israeli children don't know how to behave. This is a fairly common problem in this country, especially for people that are from countries that do teach how they ki- their kids how to behave, like <laughs> Brazil and America. Uh, so, like... <laughs> depending on the American parents. Dep- and depending on the Brazilian parents, of course. But in general, they're way better behaved than israeli kids that's a fact right okay just here's a suggestion when you go to the movies please do not make horny comments about the characters when you're in a full theater i don't, I don't mind that much about that for me it was more like their overreaction to stuff and like yeah um, they, were, they were screaming and and don't bring a balloon to the movie theater either what was with that yeah that was kind of dumb. like during the credits a kid just like let a balloon flow, and so we were watching the the last post credit scene while a balloon was in front of the screen. So yeah, the movie itself I thought was pretty awesome. Honestly, I didn't know the Rotten Tomato scores so when you told me that it was like lower than than like the first Ant Man or even the first Doctor Strange. I was like, damn, that's that's interesting because I was actually if I had just watched the movie, I would have guessed this was like even ninety seven. I'm not saying it's as good as Black Panther, but I was I was thinking because it's Raimi's style all out, then critics would have liked it a little more. And I get that they kind of criticized the pacing, but I actually enjoyed that it was as fast paced as it was. There's something new happening every second. They don't really waste any time. You opened the doorway between universes. And we don't know who or what will walk through it. Wanda. What do you know about the multiverse? Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. 
he was right. So yeah, it's sitting at 75% right now, uh, but audience score is up at 87, cool. uh, which makes sense. Um, I'm going to go with the audience on this one. Yeah, same. Um, 87 sounds about right. Like, at times it was a really good audience, like... Um, when cameos showed up or whatever like we all cheered and it was like that amazing marvel like opening night feeling that we all have now from time to time like we had it in spider-man yeah. i had it before in like endgame and infinity war and all that but it's like wanda's like i miss my children oh like yeah, no was, just watch the movie yeah that was annoying like dr strange fixes a watch yes yes fix that watch like people start clapping i was like why why are you clapping? Is a watch? Anyway, <laughs> for better or worse, it was, it was okay memorable. Experience. Yeah, it had good and it had bad. Like, but at least I know like the cameos and that stuff. Like, people are gonna get ex- as excited as I do. Honestly, there's some cameos that you can't not react to. Gal physically got up for one of them <laughs> to celebrate, and I was like, "There you go, buddy." I mean, I mean, Tommy weren't feeling that inside. Was I was, a fun and I, I was very happy because I also did not know. A lot of these cameos, like I went in pretty blind to this one. Be careful which path you travel down. Stronger than you have lost their way. You think there will be no consequences? We're in the end game now. Let's talk about the direction first here. Uh, dear Lord, I love the direction in this movie. Marvel is known for like gender bending the superhero genre and like. The one, the ones that they chose here is like a superhero horror movie, and I'm here for it. It was so good, like, like all the like little horror notes in this movie, and like yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, like yeah, and it's like it's scary, but it's also got fun, and it's like campy horror, something that that only like Sam Raimi or Tim Burton could get away with, uh, in this day and age. I'm not even the biggest fan of the Toby Sam Raimi movies. And I love I, them. And I loved his direction here. It feels only on par with like James Gunn and Taika Waititi where it's their trademark all over it. Elizabeth Olsen. She is my favorite actress in the MCU right now. I'll flat out say that. I think like ev- almost everyone can agree like her performance in WandaVision was flat out the best performance in the marvel cinematic I universe i still think she should have won the emmy but whatever but just trust me she's amazing and she plays it perfectly uh shot shoshu ugh, you you go with her name i don't social gomez also is great here as america chavez she's a really good like just a lot of scenes with cumberbatch and they play off each other really well i enjoyed her a lot i haven't seen her in anything before and she's super cool not much to say a lot of people are hating on like her character online they're saying like she shouldn't have been there like they're like it takes off the spotlight of spotlight of dr strange but i completely Wait, disagree what? with that that um, that is just bs like imagine if it was okay like I completely, it's just a weird complaint yeah a lot of people are talking about this and like um i completely disagree with that she was great like not liking her performance fine but like obviously you need more main characters than just one guy yeah she was great uh, we we stand for her. Uh, no. Yeah, we stand. And we got. She you. was so comic accurate, comic book accurate in the sense that like her powers looked like they do in the comics. Um, you know, it was f- like it's a very fun power to see. It's. I would say just before you watch this movie, WandaVision is a required watch. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. Like, I think story wise, you need to like watch it to understand it. Surprisingly, Loki, you can get away with not watching. 
which I think th- that is a that is a complaint that I agree with that they didn't do anything with that even though Kevin Feige has said that that's why the multiverse broke you break the rules and become a hero I do it and I become the enemy Best visual movie in the MCU. I, f- I can agree with that. If if this doesn't win the Oscar for best visual effects, I can't see Marvel ever winning it. Um, no, it was pretty great. Yeah. Like, um, there are some fights in this movie, like, so good. They're really creative because it's not just about, it's not just about, like, the combat, but about also, like, the, the spells and the, the visuals that you need, like, CGI to create. Exactly, and there's one particular fight I'm not gonna spoil for you, but like, Danny Elfman went off on that fight, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> okay, I saw it twice, and I think it deserves a rewatch, honestly, because it's so many things happen in so little space, which is again another complaint that people have. I think even while watching it, I was like, I need to watch this again because it's so much to take in, but. Like in the good way. Also, because of watching like with the op- with the opening crowd and all that, I missed a lot of details that I realized in the second viewing. Like I missed a lot of like dialogue. I just in the moment I was like, oh, I missed that. I missed that. I missed that. That's great. Like little things that people said that I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. Okay, so to conclude, where does this rank overall in the MCU for you? I haven't thought about it that much, but it will be my top ten. I'll tell you that much. I think experience level for sure. Maybe it still needs to sink in, like, maybe, like, low in the top 10, like, around Shang-Chi, Thor, Ragnarok sort of tier for me. I guess story level, I I get why some people had complaints with, like, Doctor Strange's arc or, like, all the the different rules. But I think in terms of experience, it it elevates it up to the top 10 for sure. Yeah, I think it might knock out Spider-Man Homecoming from my list. I'd put it over Spider-Man from, Home from uh, from my top ten. Maybe not in terms of like character arc, but just in terms of how much I like it. I feel like you'll be tenth right now. Yeah. Uh, just after Spider-Man Far From Home, I feel like that's uh, that's a good. That's fair. Basically, sandwiched between Spider-Man Two and Spider-Man One. Nice. Is Ragnarok in your top ten? It's eighth. Oh, that's cool. Okay. But yeah, great movie. So we'll watch it again. Pretty yeah, good movie. I'm excited to see sure. it a third time on Disney Plus in 40 days or some shit. <laughs> yeah, um, great theater experience. You don't want to miss it. Uh, find the biggest screen. I'm sure the the IMAX or whatever will make it even cooler. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this Marvel spectacular that we have once every three months. Apparently, how marvelous! We'll see you guys next week. Have a great one. See you guys. <laughs>